Hi, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Lake Learns Together, Lake County Schools Professional Development Podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Executive Director of Curriculum Instruction and Assessment, Mrs. Amy Cockcroft, as well as the Director of Professional Learning and my co-host, Lainey Obando. Today's conversation is centered around the PLC shift in school culture. So let's get right to it. Okay, in the, in the Learning by Doing book at the end, um, there's a section on cultural shifts in the PLC from the way we typically do school um, in, to these shifts of what we hope our schools become within the PLC. So in, in the shift we're going to talk about today in school culture, the first one is from independence to interdependence. So what does that look like and mean for our schools in Lake County as we move towards interdependence? So when I think about the interdependence, it really makes me um, think back to like Hattie's research around collective teacher efficacy and the effect size of 1.57 and how important it is for us as the adults in the building to really work together um, or in the district even to really work together for all for high levels of learning for all students. So they're not just my kids in my room or my kids in my school. Like how are we um, as a professional learning community, as an entire district, how are we coming together and collaborating and working together so that kids can succeed in, on those essential learnings, on those pieces that really matter? So it's nobody in isolation. Our doors are open for public practice. We plan together. We share students if we need to for intervention. We learn from each other as adults, like that learning isn't just come to room A at the LRC, like I usually say. It is us being able to go into someone's classroom and and learn together or teach together with that. So um, the independence is, you know, I'm doing it by myself. And it's a hard job to do by ourselves. We need each other. So that interdependence, in my mind, is really that collaboration that we have as a group of peers. And I think some of the ways that we did that in Lake uh, really well, or we're work, and we're doing it like really well, is around that collaborative planning time. All of our schools have it built into their schedule that so that same grade level teachers and same subject teachers can uh, come together a couple times a week at least um, and dig into what those expectations are for students and use each other's thinking to build on what their lessons in their room need to be then that they can go back and try and bring back student work and share that like that's that interdependence we really depend on each other to become better and so that our students can succeed amy i love that you brought up that collective teacher efficacy because i think about collaborative planning and and the role there and um hattie has a video where he defines, um, he provides a, a very clear definition of collective teacher efficacy. And he talks about this, this piece of the belief system and teachers coming together um, and having the belief that students can achieve, but then also coupling it with results, right? So when we think about the structure of collaborative planning and teachers coming together and looking at student data re- and results together and tracking that progress over time, it really provides a natural avenue for them to be like, oh my goodness, look, like they're, they're doing, they're getting it. Here we go. And so you, you go from this first step of teachers coming together, having the belief that all students can learn at high levels and then coupling it with the results that show that they can. And I, I think it, it transforms, um, results for, for the district truly. Mm. Kind of taking those beliefs and turning them into actions and right. then results. Yes. 
Okay, so the the next shift is an interesting one from a language of complaint to a language of commitment. What um, what could you tell me about that? So that language of commitment, um, I think about those collective commitments that we make. Like, what are we willing to do? Going back to that interdependence, like even that part, like what are we willing to do as a team to make sure there's high levels of learning for all of our students? We take it from that belief. I believe all students can learn. Sure, I believe that. To what am I willing to do to ensure all students will learn at high levels. And um, we actually went through this process in our department, uh, tried it out. It took several times for us to get it right. And then every year we revisit it. Um, A few of ours that we have is that we want to intentionally build and foster relationships with all stakeholders. It's not our way. It's not your way. It's how can we work together and build those relationships so we can learn from you and you can learn from us, which lends right into our next one too. We maintain an open line of communication with all stakeholders using valued feedback to guide and create appropriate support. That constant feedback loop that we have, we're committed to asking our teachers what is working, how can we make the changes, what do we have to change on our blueprints for that next summer, what do you need now for not just our um, blueprints, but our learning sessions, our PD sessions as well. Um, and we have one on here too. We're talking about those results that we were just mentioning, collaboratively analyzing data to make informed decisions. We're not going to make decisions based on what we think. We're going to make decisions on the data that's before us so that we can provide those support. So going through that process of saying, nope, this is what we're going to do. And then holding each other accountable to that and making those decisions in how we guide the actions that we do each day um, shows that we are committed and not just speaking language. Does that mean we never complain? Sure, we never complain, right? (laughs) Um, No, certainly um, we have hard conversations in the work, but always coming back to what are we willing to do to ensure those high levels of learning for all students. The third shift talks about moving from long-term strategic planning to planning for short-term wins. How would you describe this change in the way we approach planning um, and how will it serve our students or teachers in the district in general. So I like that you said students and teachers because I think about this in two ways. Like we do these school improvement plans and we used to set them on a shelf. Now they become a true working plan with some built-in benchmarks along the way. Like what are those wins? How are we going to celebrate? How are we going to know? Rather than say we're going to grow from here to here, you know, 5% from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. What are we hoping that growth is along the way? What are the action steps we're going to do that? We're planning for celebrations of those along the way um, of of what students do and what teachers do. Like if we learn and grow in something as, as professionals, we need to celebrate those wins too. Same thing for students too. If we can really think about deliberately tracking their progress on their goals and owning some of that learning, what are those short-term wins so that they also know that they're meeting their goals, mm-hmm. their longer-term goals as well as their short-term goals. Well, that leads into the, the last shift for school culture um, where we talk about infrequent generic recognition and a move towards um, specifically recognizing when there's you know, a cause to celebrate, whether it be with students or with teachers, um, creating a culture of celebration that, that has many winners. Um, and, and in the book, Learning by Doing, it talks about celebration as being the opposite of confrontation. And so in what ways 
does shifting to that thought of specific recognition help our schools as we grow in our capacity as professional learning communities? So I teach a course on targeted feedback, and this really reminds me of that and giving specific feedback. Well, the specific recognition is the same type of thing. If we give general praise or general recognition, we don't really know what it is that we did to create that recognition mm-hmm. or to or or what exactly we're celebrating. We just know we did a great job, yay. When it's much more than that. Like what are the going back to the last shift? in um, those short-term wins. What are those short-term wins along the way? What are those specific things we did that need to be recognized? Whether it's us as the adults or whether it's, we like to be recognized as adults too, but the kids too. One of the things that um, I'm really reminded of was the award at Pine Ridge that we gave to the students when they grew in a subject area. Um, Any type of tracking that students do towards their learning and they specifically know Um, I also can remember a situation in a classroom where kindergarten students were tracking their own progress on learning their letters and names and sounds. Mm. And they had a chart and they were like, I could walk in that room and they said, I'm still learning this one, but I already have this one, right? That was very specific recognition to celebrate their learning. And they knew when they learned all those letters, they were going to be able to put those letters together and start reading a book. So that's going towards that next goal as well. So that's what I think about when I'm thinking about those um, celebrations specifically for um, certain recognitions so that people know what exactly it is we're celebrating. And it's not just a party to be partying. Right. So we talked about students. Where will the benefit be for teachers as far as moving towards more specific recognition for them? I think about this year and the new ELA implementation across our district. And how difficult it was um, moving to the pacing. All, it's like K through 12 because the materials were so rich and the conversations that our students were having were so rich that it was hard for us to get down some of those pacing. And then we would get through a lesson and we just recognized that. We got through the lesson in the time frame, right? Maybe it wasn't the best lesson or it wasn't exactly the way we wanted to have it done, but our pacing is getting better. We're improving in that so that kids can then do better. So um, maybe it is, I recognize that you do this strategy in your classroom very well. I want to film that or I want to bring another set of teachers in so that they can learn. Or maybe you're the one leading that collaborative planning time because you bring in expertise to the table that we can recognize and that we can build off of. So I really think it's that um, what specifically is each person doing that they lend to going back to that first question, that interdependence that we have as we shift our culture. It takes everyone on a campus and, and we have to celebrate everybody's accomplishment that they bring to the table with that as well. Thank you, Mrs. Cockcroft, for joining us today and and sharing your thoughts on our shifts in school culture. Do you have any final thoughts before we end this episode about um, our work in PLCs in Lake County? I um, am extremely proud of the work that the, um, the leaders and the teachers have done in our district, moving us towards becoming a model PLC district. I think there's culture is one aspect of it that we spoke about today. There's certainly other episodes that I know that we're going to also release that have um, some of the other aspects of it, but it all coming together uh, to, to make sure that our kiddos are getting what they need and they can achieve at high levels and they can continuously grow and learn um, 
is a recognition of the hard work that happens in classrooms and schools every day across our district. And I'm just so proud to tell people that we're from Lake and that uh, we do believe in creating cultures in schools that people want to be in, students and adults. They want to come to work in these schools because of this culture we've created. Because at the end of the day, if you're not happy coming into work, you're not happy coming into school, you don't want to be there. And ultimately, that's what we want from our culture in our schools.